Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas, absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, welcome to the Out of Spec Podcast. We are back. I'm here with Kyle, actually in person with, on the same camera. And I also have Ben Spreen and Mike Breeling. And we are about to do a fun show talking about Rivian R1T deliveries, um, Tesla beer, French police ordering Alpine A110s, and full self-driving nearly killed us tonight. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Hold on. It's full self-driving beta. Be- beta, beta. Before, and it's very much beta. <laughs> That was, yeah, important disclaimer. Um, but let's talk about some news. So finally, Rivian R1T deliveries have begun. And some early customers have actually shared their initial delivery thoughts and pictures and their excitement. And I don't know. I, I'm personally very jealous, uh, although I've never actually driven one or gotten close to one. I've seen a couple of test mules in person out here in Colorado, but not up close. Um, and I am dying to see one of these, and I'd love to own one personally. But it's fun to see people finally taking delivery, and even the little like Easter eggs on the screen, like they just greet you as you get your car. And I mean, that's not too unusual. But people standing on the tunnel. I'm trying to think what other car greets you. I know BMW does because you can tie your profile to it. So say like Porsche, have- any car with a profile can, I would think. Yeah, right? MBUX does. Um, the Audi did. Well, there you go. It all greets you now. But <laughs> just say how, first off, they're building at this time of recording about a one and a half of these a day, right? Yeah, it's like two a day. So okay. about so, that, yeah. something. They're That's ramping some up. Cars. And they're not going to general customers yet, are they? Or some of I them? I feel like we would have seen more content if they were. I think they're going to people who have some level of association with Rivian to an to an extent, otherwise, I think we'd see a lot more video because you know the first person to get one would be all over getting their social media clout for well, it. Well, Travis has been posting about it. I thought yeah. I've been checking out his Twitter about the truck because I'm really interested in the Rivian. And yeah, he's been posting all about it. He charged at EA, did all this stuff. He ordered Took it on a road trip. He ordered white. But he works for Rivian. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, How does he sure. order a white one? It should just be green or yellow. And they have yellow. Of course, the driver plus, which is autopilot, except 
So are there any buttons on the steering wheel or is it just wood? I'm just looking at I think now. those are blank buttons to left and right, if I'm not mistaken. There, they are physical like deep Tesla, things though. Tesla buttons, like identical functionality. Even the, oh, really? the button on the left, the scroll wheel, lets mm -hmm. you adjust the steering wheel and mirrors just mm -hmm. like oh, Tesla. Yeah. Like it's identical. But That's I think cool. on the side of the thumb wheel, those are left and right buttons, basically. Oh, toggles to go. I see. Yeah. So you don't you don't push the, the scroll wheel. Yeah. I don't believe so, no. Yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. The interior Did looks you, great. The exterior looks great. Everything about this truck just looks amazing. Mm -hmm. The big question is, how does it drive? We've not seen any, I would say, EV well-versed drivers drive this thing yet. We've seen like a couple people cruise around off-road in them on the launch. And a lot of these people that I follow at least are like, have never really been hardcore off-roading before. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, we could take them out in the smart car and blow their minds. We so... Can. Yep. You know, do we really know how this thing drives yet? I don't think it's been put through its paces, really. Yeah, they, I mean, they brought some people out to a course that they set set up. So I wouldn't say independent testing per se, but people getting but their those were owners or reservation holders. I mean, Motor Trend had it for a bit. No, well, they I think it it's been time. tested, but I don't think it's been like. You know, it's not gone to a media outlet who's running it through a gauntlet of tests. It's been, yeah, so here's some specific outlets. areas where you're allowed to use it on this sort of thing. They're yeah, no, curated, but they're getting adventure out of it still. Yeah, I mean, they had that one event here in the Rocky Mountains with some media personnel, but a lot of them were actually tech journalists, not actually car mm -hmm. journalists, um, which yep. was kind of cool on one hand to see, I guess techie people getting their hands on it but we already know it's tech probably works we just you know as car enthusiasts we want to know how it actually handles in various environments and that was a course designed by rivian they didn't let anyone else go kind of off on their own so no. we'd be excited to do that ourselves but it was still a pretty hard course i mean they didn't yeah i mean I, we, our, our friend tom malagny went on this trip and uh you know yeah. he, we spoke to him at length about it and uh, yeah, it sounded gnarly. He was so impressed with it. He loved driving it on the highway. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I want to know, can I drift it? First of all, because that honestly <laughs> is like, mode. it yeah, has like, a drift button. Yeah. But will it work on pavement or just dirt? I don't know. And no one knows. That's an important so. question. Yeah. But, I, mean, it has it, I, I know it sounds silly, but that's important to know. Like, can I kick the back end around? It is a, a, it's probably the second most important buying quality I look for in a vehicle at this point in my life. I, I think it's probably similar for you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I, that's the thing. I actually, so if it does go sideways, then that's a really, honestly, a big contributing factor to going for this over the vehicle I have an order in for now. Because the one that I have an order in for now will not slide under power. Wait, hey, wait, is this a new order? No, Cross Turismo 4. No, you know about oh, it. right, okay, I knew about it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I'm like, I forget. I'm looking at a real drive, but I'm like, yeah, it'll yeah. totally go sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but since I've seen these deliveries taking place on social media, I think I've come close to reserving one like four times. Me too. I, I, just <laughs> I get to the payment screen. I'm like, oh, Apple pay. And then I just like, no, I don't need to do it. And I don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm just like, I'll just find one from a canceled order. I don't want to put my reservation in. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, just honestly, I, I really am, uh, you know, just to be totally transparent with our audience, I think we're going to put the Tycon on hold and get an R1S maxed out every option. Yes, I like this. Especially SUV. as we're going to be launching our out-of-spec overlanding channel next year. Um, 
honestly, no, the, the Tycon's a, a purchase decision for me, but not for the company. If I can do me and the company, that's just a better use of our funds. And by the way, it's like 65% the cost of the Tycon. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. It's faster. Are you telling me the Tycon is expensive? I, I'm not sure about this. I've always <laughs> seen it positioned as a, a very strong value in yeah, that's the thing. It's just like this is going to be faster, have more range, in theory can slide, has two more motors, and I can put the dogs inside of it like, and not worry about it. And I can take it up a mountain. Yeah. You can have eight dogs in that R1S. Yeah, well, least. that's what I like. I just <laughs> wish yeah, I just get the five-seater. Yeah, I am just going to get the five-seater. <laughs> that's all I would get. Yeah, I don't need mm -hmm. a seven-seat. But I do want the kitchen thing, which you can only get in the r I know. It's so conflicting because I love the concept of the gear tunnel. It like it's feel, so cool. If it makes you feel better, the R1S is a shorter wheelbase, so better, better off roader. But you can't get the biggest battery pack in it, most likely as a result. Well, that's a bummer because I really want the yeah. big one because I, I know it's it's three hundred mile EPA, which is fine. I don't care about the range; I care about the charging. With a bigger battery pack, hopefully you could charge at peak rates longer. I'm pretty positive. I wouldn't your battery pack because the, the wheelbase is shorter, but the rear overhang is longer. It's effectively the same size more or less. But here's yeah, the, but the battery sits in the, the middle of the, the axles basically. So, and there was actually some, I'm, I'm deep in the Rivian forms at this point because I'm suffering <laughs> from the same issue. We all are wanting to order one. I told times. you to order one instead of your Tycon. Hmm. Well, we have two years or three years, however long we lease it to enjoy it. And then we'll get a Rivian. You know, we'll, we'll just or jump around with it. But here's yeah, the thing. Yeah. This all depends on it driving well, which none of us have driven it, which is unusual because I think I've driven every other new electric car on the market, like every other one. Yeah, It's like they're avoiding EV people on purpose. Well, uh, it's so <laughs> I mean, actually yeah. Rivian doesn't like – First off, they'll, they, I mean, just like they're great people. I'm sure they're nice. A year ago, two years ago, they were very responsive. I'd shoot them a message and say, here's our content plan. We want to take one to Alaska. All sounds great. All sounds great. Then they got a little silent. But to be fair, we're like pretty down on the totem pole in terms of numbers. They're doing Marquez Brownlee. They have this other guy in New York yeah. that's huge. And this, these aren't media vehicles. They're like early reservation experience vehicles. Uh, which is fine. I'm sure at some point we'll get one to test because they know we exist. We know they exist. We have a good relationship. Um, you know, no, 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 uh, no issues there with Rivian. It's just, you know, where do we fall in the priority list? And the answer is pretty far down because the, the EV segment, even though we might have some of the larger outlets in the EV segment, uh, especially, you know, pulling in inside EVs, that's such a small world compared to Marquez's tech world. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, we're we're not going to get one for a while. I bet we'll drive an owned, owned a owned car <laughs> before we get a media vehicle. Just my guess. I would love to get a media vehicle though. People have been like tagging Rivian on Twitter saying, "Hey, get out of spec one of these things," which mm -hmm. is cool. Definitely do that. Yeah, keep tagging. Now, in the uh, the videos I've seen on this, my personal favorite little thing has been the seven hundred or seven thousand seven hundred seventh battery cell. Have you seen that? No. Where what that is one this? is? It's the flash. So it has. Yeah, it's the flashlight in the door. It's 7,776 yep. cells. And the RJ was like, no, 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 just go all sevens. Where we oh, put really? so it, That's where the rechargeable flashlight is in because it's the same batteries all the truck uses. That's I think cool. that's really cool. And I like that approach to it. And I'm sure there will be maybe a few more little things we uh, discover as deliveries go up. But I that's, that's been my favorite tidbit. 
I like their marketing. I like their story. I like the attention to detail. I like the outdoorsy thing. It's uh, the emotional buy. The car isn't technically impressive. Uh, it doesn't have all the range of world. It doesn't charge all that fast. It doesn't like, I mean, it's cool, yeah. but like, it's just looks awesome. And it's going to look awesome here in Colorado. I want to review the Bluetooth speaker <laughs> that removes from the cabin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of content opportunities. Look, I hope it has the same following uh, as Tesla viewership did early on. Uh, that might be a great. I think it has the chance to become like the second Tesla from a, a passionate enthusiast base. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's a good thing for us to cover. I really am leaning towards just getting one. Even if it's not good, we'll just share it's not good. Sell it and then our Tycon. We might not even cancel our Tycon order because they're getting pushed back. And I want a variant that's not quite on sale yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, the um, with the the what I would say about the Rivian ownership group is like the Reddit uh, forum for it is very active, which is something that I only have really noticed uh, in the Tesla world. So it's kind of nice to see owners or future Mark, owners being very, very excited. Passionate too, though. They are. Um, although I did see some tidbits of charging on Rivian and was not terribly impressed. I don't know no. if you saw someone who's charging it like anything impressive regarding charging in Rivian. I think it was like 60 ish percent state of charge. And it was like, oh, I got 101 kilowatts. I'm like, oh, no, that's not what I want. out so, of 135 kilowatt hour battery pack. I ran into one at a Electrify America station snooped around, of course. <laughs> and so what I need to do is, yeah, at 80% state of charge, it was doing 60 kilowatts. Mm. That's a pre-production truck. It was prototype. Yeah. But still not the most amazing charging power at 80% state of charge. That maybe has no relevance to the production model. That's just, it, it wasn't mm. doing like 200. It, it needs Tycon charging curves because if I have one, I want to tow with it. It's going to yeah. happen. And that's <laughs> oh, really where... Yeah. It has such a great towing capacity, at least advertised. So if you can't charge quickly, that's going to be really rough. So, well, Tesla beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need a beer. Seamless. Like a 10 day old Starbucks cup. <laughs> Look, it's already discolored, actually. That's true. Throwing that out. I haven't been downstairs in forever, obviously. I know you've been not traveling. I don't <laughs> you've been old. <laughs> It didn't but, just clean itself. Yeah, no, I replaced your uh, front control arms, but I didn't clean the basement. Yeah, by the way, we need to talk <laughs> about that because my car is making a terrible noise now. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's clicking on the front right. Click, 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 click. Oh, geez. Yeah, so maybe something's not so tight. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you guys experience the Tesla tequila? Like, did anyone actually try that? No, but I oh. would. <laughs> I just yeah, like the I bottle. I have yeah. the bottle like this. If that's what the Tesla beer thing looks like, I really want one just because I think it's a cool display item. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all their things they've sold. The uh, the surfboard, maybe not so much the shorts, although I, I could see some Tesla fans framing the shorts in like a shadow box. But the uh, the Tesla tequila <laughs> or Tesla Kila and the surfboard were really cool. But now, yeah. The I use the flamethrower. I don't know if that counts. That was pretty fun. But I think that was boring company. I should have bought one of those, yeah. The not a flamethrower, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was really fun. But the, the beer intrigued me. I mean, I'm, I'm a big beer fan. I moved to Colorado and just happened. Um, but it's, there's, it hasn't really been like totally confirmed, but the company filed trademarks for Giga Beer and Giga Beer, the German variant. So I don't know <laughs> what else you could glean from that. Um, plus these like visuals on stage. So I well, that's pretty interesting. I think it might even be brewed in Austin, Texas. 
yeah, um, which would be cool. Uh, so that means I know I should be able to buy it here in America and not like, oh, it's a German only market only type beer. But, but that by, would be cool if they actually release a limited edition. And it's brewed by Starbase Brewing LLC. So yeah, there you go. Between the lines, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> it <even> looks <laughs> like some variant of a SpaceX ship that Elon yeah. just hasn't announced yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's like the new Cybertruck rendering. Cyber yeah. beer. That would be interesting. It's like the Rivian R1T has a little pocket for your flashlight and the Cybertruck could have a pocket for your Tesla beer. Is this our first Swerve Auto story we've ever done? Uh, on the podcast, yes. Hell yeah. This is our new site. Check it out. Swerveautos.com. Mike runs it. <laughs> Mike runs it. He means I try to run it. I mean, stories like no, this. When you go to the website, it's still there. That's, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean seriously, we have new content every, just about every day. Um, we try to at least post up new content, whether it be breaking news or new, uh, like the Tesla beer here. Like that was something that we posted earlier this week. Um, and then obviously we'll have Tesla articles, Rivian articles. So it's basically like your one-stop shop for uh, automotive enthusiast content. Yeah. And we're going to do a whole segment. I haven't told you guys yet on base cars. I think I texted you about this, Mike. Yes, you, you did. You know you can get a new Jeep Wrangler JL without air conditioning, and it's still over $30,000? Yes, Whoa. so that made me question. I haven't looked it up, but it did make me question when I read your text today. I was like, is that the only new car you can buy in America without air conditioning? GT3 it probably is. R? Uh, wait, what about Cayman GT4 when that comes uh, out? Uh, no. GT4 comes to the standard in the U.S. Maybe there's like a weird Lotus. There's got to be cars without AC. Oh, you could definitely. Well, you could buy an Elise without AC in the U.S. Oh. The R uh, R S. Well, I thought uh, we had Elise. this conversation at dinner. We're like, let's do a whole uh, a whole list of cars you can buy without air conditioning. New. Wait, there's some supercars uh, and hypercars you can buy with an AC. McLaren. Uh, McLaren uh, did it. Yeah. Yeah, McLaren you couldn't get because well, the, the Senna, first yeah. Who's the seven six five LT? And everyone was like, "This is dumb. I'll take the twenty five pounds to have air." Oh, we lost yeah, but I meant like mainstream car. Like, come on, a McLaren yeah, is not a mainstream The fact that car. it's a new Jeep without air conditioning is just yeah. You have to option thing. it for thirteen hundred dollars. I think is it that much money? Yeah, Holy I think it's like twelve or thirteen hundred bucks because it's all the bypass and everything, like the the oh. tubes and all that. Oh my god, that's crazy! <laughs> wow. Well, Ben, we're losing them. <laughs> Like like yeah, man, I don't know what happened to you. I don't know. <laughs> One moment. We've got a dongle. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just mute Ben in the meantime. Um, yeah. So, JL, I think, Mike, we should do a whole base car series. Like, I saw there's a group on Facebook. I think it's like base models only or something like that. Uh, and, I'm sure there is. Yeah. And there was a Jetta that you could buy brand new with no options and a manual. And it had like every missing button. And it was great. Oh, yeah. Well, back like in 2014, 2013, you could actually buy Jetta without air conditioning as well. Wait, that recent of a Jetta you could buy without air conditioning? Yeah. It was a manual, crank windows, no huh. AC. And really? the base, base, anemic, 100 horsepower motor. Oh, my God. I Two points one. slow. I it was like 11 grand or something. It was very inexpensive. <laughs> wow. That's wild. We I've only ever seen out. one. We got to track these down. Uh, so, yeah, new base car series. Uh, I'm fascinated. Nissan Frontier. 
No, you can get AC. It's not base enough. Oh, the, the new. new I guess they've got a new Nissan Frontier. The new yeah, Frontier looks about terrible, by the way. Unless you get a Pro 4X, then it looks I amazing. Agreed. <laughs> you need the best one. <laughs> yeah, you have to get a Pro 4X, and it's the best looking truck on the market. Otherwise, like I saw Redline Review, Sofian had like an S base one. And I'm like, oh, we got the good one in Colorado, thankfully. Nissan knew to put the good looking one out here. <laughs> and wherever he is in Maryland or something like this, like they yeah. just have like a base spec and oh, it looked terrible. <laughs> terrible. Uh, I'm, I'm, this is like a, a weird uh, offshoot of like weird specs, but I drove a, I guess it was like a, a, a diesel 2500 Chevy pickup truck. Nice. Did you know, you know how everything has like a triple blink term signal? Those do yeah. six blinks. I think it's a setting. You can go in the GM stuff. I think I, think I was in tow haul mode, which is sport mode for trucks, obviously. Yes. And I'm guessing it, it seemed to be tied to that, or at least maybe the setting that disconnects the two. But I thought that was an interesting uh, decision. Yeah. We've actually had a few press cars this past year that let you control the number of blinks. So yes, it's like, a, it's like common in settings. <laughs> I don't know this. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. Five levels deep, and it's like, oh, yeah, there it is. How many blinks do you want? <laughs> The, uh, the, the, the GV80 had the tailgate speed, the power That's tailgate right. speed. It had three choices for that. It was like the most unnecessary option ever. Do you guys, you guys seem to like that GV80 though. I had the good sound system, the one you. Had. I didn't like, like it. You didn't like it. I I liked it like for it 24 hours, and then after that, I sort of like got annoyed that I had been reading. Everyone thought it was as nice as insert ninety-five thousand dollar car here, and it isn't. Right. It's as nice as a sixty thousand dollar car, which it is just it is. about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's I nearly like as good. As it. Yeah, I think you just can't hide things like cost in a car as like easily when it comes to material. Driver, right? Yeah, I didn't even have massage seats because um, it was the it had the perfect position seat. Right. Ours, ours was not the fully specked out prestige mm -hmm. model. It was like the mid trim model. Yeah, that was the G which was nice because no, we didn't yeah, have we like one, but we didn't have a maxi wax one. It was, it was also the middle tier with the four cylinder. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think this is a rear driver. I was impressed with it. I don't care what Ben says, I liked it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, guys I think a it's a bougie, good car, you know. I just uh, you are you know, you if there's a lot of soft touch Hill. material in certain panels, like oh god, can't be in it. <laughs> um, so speaking of turn signals, because that came up, we just experienced for the first time. Tesla FSD beta. Well, it's not my first time. I guess I experienced it in Zeb's, in Zeb's car, car. Yeah, when Raleigh. it first came out years ago. Yeah, and we were years like ago? I don't know how long ago it was. It felt like forever. I think it's over a year, a year ago, like, About a year. Um, yeah, because it was right before we moved. I think we were living in Rocky Mountain at the time. Yep. And that was really sketchy when that came out, right? But now it's just as sketchy, I think. I don't think it's improved. <laughs> Still, still sketchy, but now widely available. And, and I think more aggressive. And there's three levels of aggressiveness you can choose. You can choose chill. I forget what the middle one's called. And then assertive. 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 <laughs> I like it the was, verbiage of it. We threw it into assertive, and it stayed at that stop sign until who yeah, knows good how long. 30 seconds like, until I pushed it. <laughs> it wasn't very assertive. It's, I was going to say, it's the opposite. So let's, let's talk about the good, because it wasn't all bad. Yeah. Straight roads are amazing, just like normal autopilot. So it's, you know, you, you Shocker. in a straight road, it's all good. However, we went through a couple intersections and one intersection in particular, we're just cruising along. And then all of a sudden we go, 
<laughs> we, we just we hop one lane over. That's... Yeah, I mean, like I checked like as it was moving before I took over. Like I'm like I don't think anyone's next to us, but it was just through the intersection, like change lanes. We were like, whoa, uh -huh. that's really bad. Like that's <laughs> almost like even if you're paying attention and your hands are on the wheel, like unless you were really on top of it, there's no way you could catch that in time because it was moving. Yeah. And so, you know, that's just a split second decision where I thought that was pretty dangerous. Overall, straight roads were great. I mean, straight yeah. roads were great. It was that's just everything like, else garbage. Autopilot, <laughs> it was great. And then when it took over with the FSD part stuff, it was, I mean, the, it did a couple smooth lane changes by itself. That was fine. Yeah. But then also a couple of rough ones. So, I, I, yeah. It stopped at a red light nicely once. Yeah. Out of the like 30, we stopped at. The other ones were really like aggressive braking. Yeah, aggressive braking, like, coasting, and then aggressive braking. And then it was so like, like it was like it was braking late towards them. Like it wasn't just like reading the light and like slowing down. Like it would just seem would, like okay, I guess it's not turning green. Break. No, it was actually <laughs> braking, and then it would like hard brake. Like, it would brake way too early, way too hard. Like where the car behind you is like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. And so, uh, okay. and then it would like coast, and then it would do it again, and then leave a big gap between you and the car in front. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I have a video of it, by the way, of it just literally flying out of the parking lot, getting into the middle of the road and then doing an ABS emergency stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am excited to see your video on it, Kyle. I want to, because most of the videos out there that you watch are, you know, everyone makes it look good. I mean, people want to show the highlights of it, obviously, but I don't know if I've seen a lot of videos showing a lot of like the breaks in FSD. I think it's hard to have, but I think FSD it's hard to capture show on video from our experience. You don't get any G force related on video, right? You can so put like, a water bottle on the dash. Yeah, that's a good point. But like <laughs> even these little jarring movements that just feel so unnatural sitting in the car don't translate to video at all. So and, it's just very jerky. Some of it, like it yeah. just little, like, you yeah, it's just it. like sometimes it's just like boop, boop, and it's like and it was just like every time it would pull away at like 25 miles an hour dip off power real quick and then get back on like there on video like how would you ever know like i guess you could look the little power gauge but it was and it was yeah totally, you'd have to have it plastered. it was it was two feet driving through turns like it was braking and accelerating like through <laughs> the turns and it would almost curb like every time there was it, it loves curves it <laughs> loves curves i drove over curves earlier and so if it gets too close you have to take over otherwise you'll curb your wheels the guy's car i got it from wheels curbed every single one of them all wow yeah. interesting yeah I'm glad that uh, it's in public hands. It sounds well. Very at least it gives someone an, a new excuse when they go get their wheels repaired because everyone's generic excuse is like, "Oh, it was my spouse," even though it was them because they don't want to take it. Oh, it was, like, oh, had, it, it was my car. car. We pissed off a Dodge pickup truck owner so bad. I think he waited at the front of Texas Roadhouse for us to walk in, and he we was just like, mug us. he was pissed. I mean, we pulled right out in front of him and then the car freaked out and hit the brakes. And I was like, oh. "Well, I know he's not going to hit us, but I know we pissed him off." So I just let it do its thing, and it's just wobbling all over the place. Parking lots are terrible. Yeah, the parking lots, it was really hesitant sometimes, and then it just, like, went for it. And there's not much space. I mean, there was at one point I was like, oh, there's six inches between me well, and the car. Well, at one car. point I pulled the mirrors in. 
Yeah, it did. It pulled the mirror <laughs> and pulled them back out again. <laughs> yeah. it, it does a lot of the uh, like we're just driving down the road and they'll throw on the left turn signal, turn off, and then throw on the right, right turn signal. Yeah, turn for off. no reason. <laughs> They're just doing turn signals. <laughs> we're going left one, right one, left one, right one. <laughs> like, why is it doing? Wow, it's comedic until the very end. Right? By the way, this is on the newest, brand new software that rolled today. I don't know. I was going to ask you if it was the brand ten point three yeah. or one, whatever it just came out. So the newest update as of today, October twenty fifth. Um, but yeah, it was the scariest maybe was the very end when we pulled onto your, or tried to pull onto your, Oh, this was crazy. (laughs) Explain what happened. So we're, it's a, it's now a stoplight intersection that pulled into the center lane to like turn onto his road. And it started, there was cars oncoming. It was a blinking yellow light, right? Yeah. yeah. And the car was oncoming and it was just about ready to go for it. And And it did go for it. It did. Right in front of the car. And it also went down. It's a separated road. It went down the wrong side. So we went into oncoming. <laughs> oh my like, if there had been cars, we would have gone into oncoming. Look, traffic. at the end of the day, I could have taken over. And I actually did when it started going in front of this car. Mm-hmm. But it had already committed to going down the wrong side of the road. I didn't have time really to bring it back. There were no cars oncoming. If someone was coming down the road, you can see, I would have obviously taken over way sooner. But I was like, let's see what this thing will do. And it went down the wrong side of the road. So then we did it again. I went back and I drove like an idiot and made you turn in the middle of the road. I'm like, I got to see if that was just like a, a weird a one off. Yeah. And the navigation in the car says to go down the other side of the median. Yeah. The navigation had it right. Skip the median and go down the correct yeah, lane. Go on the right side of the like road. It was like ignoring its own navigation. It was like, oh, that's just guidelines. Yeah. I'm going to do my own thing. And the second time again, just cut right into the wrong side of the road and we had to take over because there was a car coming down that side. And it's not like they're really next to each other. There's like a forest in between both sides of the road. <laughs> and then they meet up at the end. So so it didn't see the big do not enter signs, I guess, too. So, Guys, it's just not It's not a thing. Like, it's just, <laughs> I don't know how it, people can be enthused by this. To well, me, it seems like the highs and the lows are very extreme in each direction. Because you see videos so of the good stuff and smooth. it's very impressive. Uh, you know, like what I remember watching do Lombard Street in San Francisco and being like, wow, that's a genuinely impressive task for a car to complete. And then here it is <laughs> months, months later, like head on into traffic. I don't, yeah, like multiple times it tried to pull out in front of cars. I had to take over. And this isn't even in the most assertive mode. I kept it in the middle of mode most of the time. Now, until we came home. Was this the one uh, I was reading on Reddit? There are people who are having their last update recalled because of issues do you know if yours is the, is one, the one after that yeah so 10.3 oh, was recalled and then okay, tesla then. a few hours later put out 10.3.1 and, that's and somehow this is. this is the patch <laughs> <laughs> this is all better yeah, yeah i don't yeah. know if that really imagine what 10.3.0 was <laughs> yeah i don't know but it really is like um i don't know if people are genuinely telling this story properly because it's, I mean, it's it's genuinely the most dangerous thing I can imagine really hitting the roads. For people like you guys or me, like, we can take over. We're like, fine, sure. Like, it looks like we're driving like an idiot. We can avoid the car crashing into people. Um, I don't think, actually, like, a general driver would know when to take over or not. Yeah, I mean, you made the point Valid. of, like, there's no waiver when you get in the car. There's no... Yeah, so if you're the first user who sets it up mm-hmm. on that profile, you go at all the waivers. Since I just borrowed some person's car, great, I won't mention who it is, but he lives in town here, great guy, great viewer, longtime viewer. 
you just like take the car. I just got in the car and it didn't like prompt me anything. So I'm just a random person getting in the car with this system. There's no, no authentication. Yeah. No authentication, no training. And you, I mean, you would hope people would be paying attention, but I could see lots of people not. And it's, it's kind of sketchy. I mean, yeah. autopilot is pretty good. Full self-driving is almost a, scary gimmick at this point. they shouldn't call it full first off like it, it, it <laughs> the, we don't yeah. need to go down that whole thing but it's not full self-driving it actually requires more attention than just driving normally uh and it's way less safe than driving normally is it fun absolutely it's yeah. great we're laughing the whole time we're yeah. like oh my god we almost died. <laughs> we're like we're getting flipped off sorry it's not us it's the car we were doing this the whole time like it's not us blame elon Tweet at Elon. <laughs> the comment about like, oh, I can't believe people in the public have access to this. That's what we just talked about, like people having access to model plaid speed. It's like, how can the yeah. general public yeah. have It's crazy. But compared to this, that feels safer. Oh, plaid speed <laughs> is so safe compared to whatever they're putting in this FSD bullshit. <laughs> Excuse my language. Oh, there's a combo. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just hear that, Mike. What was it? Oh, I said plaid speed and FSD combined. Imagine mm. that. Yeah, but it's pretty gentle on the throttle, the system yeah. at least. But that would be sketchy. It just <laughs> makes me think of all like if I, I, Kyle, you and I, we joined the Tesla owners Facebook group like early days, and it was really technical discussions for it a while. Was great. And then the last like five ish years of it are just. What does this light mean? And it's a light that says like coolant level low or windshield washer fluid low. It's like written out and the people are confused. What should I they do? They still are. Someone said- Why it's is a, this tire pressure lit up red? It's at six yes. PSI. Maybe that's why. <laughs> These are the Tesla owners though. That's the problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the other, the other thing is we were in town on a speed limit 30 and you were able to set it at 80 miles an hour. That's right. You know, in normal autopilot, you can only go five over. Yeah, this you can go up to 80 miles an hour everywhere in the city <laughs> and it'll do it like we were doing like 70 down by little road here and it doesn't look at bumps on the road it doesn't look for uh, uh speed bumps it doesn't do any pothole avoidance like they said it was gonna do it doesn't it's That's just coming i mean look it's not a thing i don't know i think this is the biggest sham really is it's really sketchy yeah I'm Kai, Kai, you have expressed your disdain in this okay. whole program for a while i mean it's yeah. i think it's known by the viewers or yeah, listeners it's true it's just like the and cars I, are so great they're so fun to drive they're amazing to own autopilot's amazing for highway driving yes. reduces so much fatigue i'm such a big fan of all this i wouldn't keep buying them if i didn't love them but this full self-driving nonsense is going to get people into way more trouble than if they just drove normally i genuinely yep. at least at this point do all this testing internally at tesla hire as many people as you need train people properly i have no problem with people using this system on the road as long as they're properly trained safety mm -hmm. drivers paying attention because then at that point i don't think there's a risk i don't think we were ever at risk of crashing today but i think we pissed a lot of people off <laughs> uh, but i don't think a normal average driver could really make those not to say i'm much better than anyone but like i don't think my mom would know okay, I understand kind of where the car is thinking and I kind of understand what that person's thinking about what the car is doing and then I'm just kind of monitoring it. And I think Tesla- It sounds trying... exhausting. <laughs> yes. yes. Tesla is trying to do that sort of with their whole, like you have to have a hundred safety score well, as of now at 99, but- It doesn't that... demonstrate vehicle control and attention no, that, at all. Really. That could very much be like- you my just friend's... on the highway. Yeah, it could be my friend's grandma who gingerly drives her Model 3 
and then suddenly she has FSD beta and she's like, oh, cool, what's this? I mean, <laughs> that like that's scary. Like, yeah. I would think they would have a safety score fine, but like, I would think they would have this whole like required training test through it. Like, I don't know. Like, that. Oh, by the way, it just like completely blew through a stop sign too. So, <laughs> I, you know what? I'm just going to show you the video because I recorded it and it was hilarious. <laughs> and it's a minute 48 seconds. I'll just skip to the good parts here for you. So first off, here I am driving. Hold on. Let me turn up the volume. We'll see if you can see this. Driving down a road here. Coming up to a road crossing. Driving straight for the curb. And break. Oh, my God. It just flew out to the roof. <laughs> and then it didn't know what In to do. In the middle of the road. Yeah. So then I don't know if you guys can see this, too. So here I am coming up on a stop sign on the right. See that? Someone's got to. Yeah. Watch this. I guess the good news is you only had to pay $10,000 for all of this frustration. $10,000. Then you had to get the safety score, which you have to drive actually <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. to get the score because you have, you can't stop for stop signs. If you drop, if you stop too abruptly, that's unsafe. So people were just blowing through stop signs, so they didn't. And slow you down. can't use your acceleration, I'm imagining, or corner nicely, you just which keep is it, keep it going gentle uh, on the steering. Kids in the road, run them over. That doesn't hurt your score. It really doesn't. It's just funny because <laughs> the full self driving itself, I would give it a, like a score of like 33. Like it was not safe. I would say sometimes <laughs> it's say less amazing. Some like on a lot of the straight roads, like we'll put up the whole video. We'll share. Yeah. It's really not bad all of the time. Yeah. It's just anytime it needs to change off course. It's just edge it, cases, which was a lot of our drive. Well, the entire <laughs> drive's an edge case. Like a left Driving turn is edge cases. Case. Yeah. Yeah. A left turn was edge. That's it's just crazy. You're going on a left turn. I got a GTI on my bumper. It gets freaked out. It goes, Rrr! on the brakes and i'm like oh this guy's like no normal person would ever just hit the brakes right here yeah yeah so yeah i mean once like i think there should be a little sign on the outside of the car that's like robot driving or something to indicate to other users that like this is not going even if a bad driver is driving they sometimes display predictable behavior you you know we all yeah drive you can see like, that yeah, yeah. You can yeah we kind of like get how this person's been driving and they'll have that same mo going yeah. forwards this is like driving fine driving like you had nine thousand beers and then the other one's like you're like high on speed you're like you're like driving crazy it's just crazy uh, and not predictable tesla beer tesla beer well the day you can drive me home from the brewery then i'll be bought in. i bet there are certain situations where this could in theory complete an entire drive without crashing. i believe that yeah yeah but i think there are certain good, roads is that a good measure like I didn't kill anyone or hit anything, therefore no. I'm okay to drive. Well, have you ever heard the description of like the difference between a uh, professional and an amateur before? Okay, so it's uh, an amateur practices until they get something right and professional practices until they can't get something wrong. And so that's kind of where FSD is. It's in that middle area right now. It can do some stuff right, but it does a lot of stuff wrong still. Yeah, totally agree, hundred percent. This is Atticus, by the way, our great Dane Foster. Atticus, <laughs> come here, come here, up, come on, up. Say hi to the people on YouTube. Atticus, come on. Uh, you can see him at least. <laughs> His head is huge. He's a he's a he real he's a baby chunky boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this dog is great. Yeah, and he's audio only listeners, you guys are missing out on this part right here. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry to derail the whole conversation with FSD beta, but. 
I think that might make a good clip for uh, yeah. you to post sometime. I mean, look, at the end of the day, um, do, I mean, look, I, I, I feel bad because there are a lot of Tesla people who genuinely believe their car will be full self-driving. I'm not saying I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't want full self-driving to happen. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that based off of the displayed behavior of the car in our testing today, we are in nowhere even the same planet to where a deployable self-driving system, even geofenced for this car, would make any sense whatsoever. Atticus is leaning hard. Yeah, it was, it was a, bit, a bit scary to just have a robot. Who, like, It's like the robot never knew what it should do, so it was taking guesses. It was like really confident mm-hmm. that, oh, let me do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ben... You were doing something in a Tesla Model 3. Tell us about it. Oh, yeah, I did. I, um, you know, with the Taycan coming up, I have uh, I have four extra Tesla wheels. And so I felt like two of them had too much tire left on that wheel. And so really, <laughs> there's only one good solution to that. I took it to uh, Piedmont Drift in North Carolina and just shredded. It, right? Yeah, I've done it twice now. <laughs> and just absolutely shredded tires for like a whole day. I think we probably did. I mean, I went from like 80 something percent to like 50 percent, you know, and it's a one mile course. So, you know, and it's lower speed. So it's actually quite a lot. I think we did like 30 runs. The tires held up very well, actually. Amazing. But (laughs) it's a fun way to introduce people to EVs because like they're all like, I mean, it's in a rural area. So like they've seen a Tesla before, but it's at a drag strip. So they're all like, I didn't know you could do that in this. How did you do that? What did you do to make it do this? There's actually one person who owned a Model 3 with a base, and they're like, how did you make yours do this? And I was like, oh, you need a performance to do this. But so much the, the fuse. And yeah. he was like, whoa, really? And we went and did it on his car. And uh, he got freaked out by the lack of power steering. He didn't do anything, oh. which is a little unfortunate. But maybe he'll be brave enough later on. Heard anything. <laughs> Dang. Well, it's really heavy when it's off in that car. So Because it, it's quick ratio. It's a heavy car. Um, I think for some people that just feels so much different. Maybe it's it's a bit frightening, but that was quite fun. We got some good photos of that, um, which are on my Twitter, I believe. Um, you can see those there. Yep, they're they definitely on your Facebook. Twitter. I don't know about Twitter. Yep, they are on his Twitter. Most of them places. I don't remember anymore. Yep, and well, uh, I mean, look, that's just a cool thing. I think from our side, uh, you know, that's the best part of Tesla is the Model Three performance is one of the best performing cars in general. And yeah, truly, it does a little bit of everything quite well. Yeah, it really does a good job. There's Ben absolutely on the limit. (laughs) (laughs) I like the Miata in the background. (laughs) Yeah. What is what is the offensive comment say? Let's see. Open that. Hit show. It wouldn't show for me. I don't know what that is. I think it was like spam or something. Yeah, it doesn't Uh, show anything. anything. I was trying to figure it out the whole time. I think if you go to my Twitter, the banner image is uh, another shot that has a bit more speed, which is a bit better. There that we one go. was pretty good. <laughs> Leaned over. Well, that just shows you. The thing about Model 3, though, is it's so unbelievably stiff on the roads, I think, from like a spring ring yeah. standpoint. But then like when you lean it over, it's pretty soft. It's it, not a great it, compromise. This is the one issue I do have with the Model 3 suspension. Well, I have a couple, but no camber adjustment for one in the road. It's very annoying. Uh, but it's on the road bouncy and firm and then the second you want to do performance driving it is so squishy and wallowy it's, it's like, like how did you get this combination of suspension <laughs> dynamics out of a car yeah, the you know, normally you should be 
Yeah, it's, it's just like, are the springs installed upside down? I know that's how springs <laughs> work, but it just feels so distinctly wrong at both at times. And, you know, the performance really didn't help that, that much. It's basically the same stuff. But uh, I think if I were to be keeping that car, I would be very, very much probably spending some money on Mountain Pass performance uh, bits. So uh, since we're talking about cars that we drove this week or things that we did, I guess uh, we have two media vehicles in the fleet this week and we'll have mm -hmm. a couple more next week that we'll talk about it's really nice ones next week new s class uh yes <laughs> yeah that's gonna be really nice i've already right seen now, one of those on 26 wheels by the way just wait, wanted to have, let you know wait where in raleigh <laughs> we a saw brand a brand new, new one, one yeah, on like brand new one awful gigantic wheels <laughs> at least 24 inch wheels at least i think i think 26 is so it's They're a really dumped big. out new s class oh yeah it's already half already. It's the first one locally. <laughs> is it the 10 degrees of rear steer version? I mean, it was going oh, in a straight line, so it'd be tough to tell. But so, these wheels were big. Yeah, well, that's next week's car, which I'm very much looking forward to. But I'm also traveling, so I won't get to spend that much time with it. But you can have it yeah. while I'm gone, which will be cool. Um, wow. We have the, like a, yeah, the A35 <laughs> AMG, which is the two-liter four-cylinder all-wheel drive little sedan AMG it's a spicy thing. little thing it is pretty spicy i will say and it it's is 45 in europe you can get the a45 hatchback yes. the hatchback yeah, that would be the yeah. Move. that's the move and like that versus rs3 hatch that would be an ultimate battle to do because the yeah, rs3 now has the rear it has five cylinders and it has the uh overdriving rear drift move mm -hmm. thing and I got cool. to go for a ride in that car in Italy at an Audi event. And it was amazing. That car is truly incredible. <laughs> um, so the A45, I really haven't even driven it on a back road yet. I've driven it, I think, like 20 miles the entire week because I've been busy. I'm going to take it out and film with it hopefully tomorrow. And um, it's on snow tires, though. So, like, I, I don't know. It's very squishy. So Hopefully you get some snow. Yeah, I guess to break it down, sounds really good on, on upshifts and downshifts. It goes, bam, bam, nice cracks mm -hmm. on the upshift, crackles on the downshifts in Sport Plus mode, really turns it up. But the dual clutch is just horrendous at low speeds. It's just revving up two, three, sometimes even 4,000 RPM before it engages, and it just gets all confused. And Ben, you and I spoke about this yesterday, but you can kind of rev it while it's in gear. If yes. you smack yeah. the throttle enough, you go, rum, 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 before it yeah <laughs> if you're if you're in first gear creeping along in that or, or a couple different models of dual clutch cars if you just go from zero to full throttle like this just do a couple taps <laughs> you can kind of get the revs up because i think what it's trying to do is eventually engage closer to like 2000 rpm to help give you a quicker launch but if you just come off before it does it it won't engage so you get this sort of like it's like you're in neutral on this sort of pseudo neutral which is quite a and bit of fun to goof around with massively in reverse in reverse, yes. I'm going, blum, 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 blum. It's like a GT3 Porsche. Yeah, yeah but it's like I really yeah. can't drive a manual transmission, but I'm just revving this silly little Mercedes sedan. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts will be on it after some more driving. I drove the A35, and I actually uh, – it's not the car for me, but I like it, and I see why someone would like it. It's a great performance car for someone who lives in L.A. but doesn't go to the canyons. Or something like that's, that, if that makes sense. It's sort uh, of a styling thing. It's sort of got the look. It's got the sound. It's got a bit of the feel. It's not really a, a full-on chassis that is set up for that really performance drive. I mean, it's still front-wheel drive based, and you know, it handles yeah, quite well. But it's kind of the power to the back. Yeah, it, it's like a 
I mean, if you want to flex and say you've got AMG, no, it's, it's for someone to that. release. It walks into the dealer. I just got my first job or my first rap album just yeah. hit, whatever it is. <laughs> Give me an AMG, but I have like a you know a 480 credit score and I want the lowest payment. I was going to say, my, my dad promised me I could get an AMG if I got a 4.0 GPA before going to yeah, college. That, that works too. <laughs> That's so it. here's here's the clutch situation. I filmed this because... gets so confused. Look at this. Look at this. 2,500, 3,000 RPM. Oh, you can get really high up in that car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if you heard about it. Yeah. So, yeah oh, you can't not hear it. It's an yeah. AMG. That's hilarious. Um, uh, so I also have, an, I have another vehicle this week, which is nice. Um depending on if you like to be in incognito mode, because, you know, it's fall, the time of the year is changing. Uh, <laughs> and it's you can't see it at all. Like this car, just you drive down the road, and you just hear a whisper because it's electric, but it's physically <laughs> like I, I lose it in parking lots yeah. because it's the new 2022 burnt orange, the color of fall Nissan Leaf blending in with all the other leaves. I walk out, I start looking at trees. I'm like, where is this thing? Yeah, in the field of aspens, you'll never find. You'll it. never find. It. It's just a goner <laughs> at that point. You gotta wait till winter. <laughs> and it's it's honestly the perfect car for the perfect time of the year. It's fall colors everywhere. It's burnt orange. It's a Nissan Leaf. I made the jokes on TikTok. No one cared. I thought it was funny. And <laughs> I don't think people got it, actually. I think they were like, oh, it's the same colors. But I think they missed the leaf connection. Was yeah, the issue. obvious. Yeah. Well, I have another yeah. one going where I start with, oh, this is the new leaf. Oh, this one must be the base model. This one's the SO+. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's a great car. I mean, we had the exact same car in red. Remember, Ben, last year in North Carolina? I actually liked it. Uh, yeah, other than I, the Chatamo and some charging deficiencies, I think it's a great EV. Yeah, it really Nothing is now it. that the price has come down. It's mm-hmm. $27,400. For the uh, plus? No, for the base one. Oh, okay. But this means say, holy after, crap. after tax credit, it's nineteen nine. That's why it's twenty seven four. And mm-hmm. so, so it's it's under twenty grand. And then we get an additional, I think, two to three thousand dollars in Colorado. And then if you lease it, it's like fifty nine or sixty bucks a month. Oh, it's probably the best lease out there by yeah. far. I think it's. Would you like Netflix or an entire car? There you go. And Netflix so, does have a lot of content, admittedly. But or you could lease a Mazda MX-30 for three hundred and sixty dollars oh a month. <laughs> Is that their national lease ad on yeah, that? Yeah, well, it's only California, so that's including all the state stuff too. But then you know, when you go in, it, there's going to be taxes. There's yep. going to be other costs associated. It, yeah, so it's it's a six hundred dollar car. Uh. Yeah, it's really bad. So like an ID4 mm. makes way more sense than MX30. Yeah. This Leaf blows away the MX30 in every measurable way because it charges faster even after it thermal throttles. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You so, can't have rapid gate if you don't have rapid. There you go. That's, <laughs> That's the solution. But oh, actually MX30 does get hot even with active thermal management at mm. 33 kilowatts. So uh, it's just a didn't like that car, but love the Leaf, actually. And I've honestly been taking it out of anything in the driveway. I have the Smart here. I have the new Mercedes here. We have our Tesla. We have the, the Sprinter. I've been driving the Leaf all around because now that it's getting colder out, engine warm-ups are things, so I kind of don't like to take the Mercedes <laughs> the AMG, you know, unless I'm like, oh, I'm going on a trip where it'll warm up because it's not fun to drive slow with that dual clutch. Um, 
the leaf I can just get in, burn out of the driveway. It doesn't care. And I'm at Starbucks in three minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I it's it off a very easy car for someone to, you know, if like I, if you are, especially if you can lease it, it's such an easy electric car for someone who's new to EVs to just get in, use, be happy with, have zero complaints. It's, it's, I don't know what, if it was food, it's like mashed potatoes. No one's going to complain about it. Well, uh, maybe it's better battery. food, but. I would just yeah. get the small battery because you can't take this on a road trip anyway because no. it applicates. So and just, with Chattamo, it's just, eh, yeah, it's going it, to it get harder and harder. And you're going to get worried about showing up to a charger with one Chattamo. Just get a base mm -hmm. one yep. with like, I think you need the one up to get the better headlights and like the app connectivity, whatever yeah, it is. You need the yeah. SV. Yeah, because remember yeah. Haley's car didn't have an app on the base car no and it didn't have the hi or the led lights LED. probably might want yeah so you need the, the one with leds but small battery let's say you're into this thing for 20 grand after dealer discount and incentives like that's a great daily driver i think and yeah. you want to know my favorite part about this whole car it's really weird and i feel kind of like this is like a my mom thing but because <laughs> the heated seat switches are so old school, they stay on when I hit them. Oh, on. I like this. Yeah. So every time I get in, the, the heated seats are on, and even yes. the heated steering wheel stays on. It remembers. Oh, because they yeah, yeah, they're they they're latching. I guess is the right term, right? Yeah, but the the uh, steering wheels are latching electronically. That one's not like a push in and out. Oh, nice. So that one's like just that. Stay on. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. this is the best feature for these cold mornings. It's actually a very common like Japanese like Lexus and Toyota do that on a lot of cars, and I really do appreciate that because you know if what? It's cold Lexus or hot. Chances are it's cold or hot the next day. You might as well leave it there. You know what Lexus and Toyota don't do with heated steering wheels though. They don't heat the whole wheel. They only do the sides. Oh. So if you're going around a yeah, corner. Yeah, that's right. They don't do the top hot. or anything. <laughs> Ooh, toasty. Ooh, cold. But if you get an LS, <laughs> then it heats the whole wheel. So if you're in a uh... premium Toyota, then you know. You know <laughs> it's the or an LS. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. So the nice ones get the whole wheel heated. But like I was in RAV4 Prime back when it was cold last winter. And every time I'd have to make like a sharp turn hand over hand, I'd like grab the wheel like this. <laughs> he was treating it like a, like a yoke. <laughs> like a yoke. Yeah. It's, it's a yoke in training right there. It's yeah. the yoke. Toyota's preparing you for it. Yeah, so anyway, the Leaf is is honestly better this year than it was last year because the value is good. And maybe it's just my use case. Maybe it's because I moved to Colorado, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it more than I ever have, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Well, good thing is they're uh, turning it into an SUV, I think. Yeah, so or what's up with that? That's not the Aria? Same no. I think it's a completely different car. Same same platform. And what people are speculating It's like right a CUV Bolt. Yeah, they're they're speculating whether it'll be a leaf replacement, like they'll call it the leaf, it's just the new gen leaf, or if it's going to like replace the leaf literally and they call it something else and the leaf is gone forever. But I thought that's what the aria was. I thought leaf was gone, <laughs> aria was in. <laughs> no, I think the aria was like the more upscale version of their it's like the Murano, and this might be the leaf will become the rogue sport. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That's probably How's that for Nissan product knowledge? That's pretty good, but there's no new Murano anymore. And there's also no... Not? Oh. <laughs> I thought there was. I thought there's I saw one one that, There's no... Although, the new Pathfinder came out, but what was the mm -hmm. what was the more rugged one they had? They had a... Uh, Mike, you would Armada? Know nope. They have a Pathfinder. New oh. There's one that's... There was a Pathfinder. Oh, the Xterra. The Xterra. Xterra. Yeah. They need to bring back the Xterra to compete with 
like four they should ERG. on the frontier platform it yes. was awesome yes that's, that's a good idea maybe they'll nissan that. that's a nissan. free that's free advice right there you just have to give them one. <laughs> nissan still has no money to develop a car like that though yeah but they've they don't they've have redone to done their entire product oh i know i saw a new pathfinder possible. in person and it looks really good I know yeah, we exactly. had, or you guys had a media vehicle, yep, and yeah. you were pretty impressed with it. So that's good to hear. I know that they got rid of the CBT and everything that made the old one terrible. We had the Pathfinder before anyone else had the Pathfinder. Yeah, we were the first. Yeah, it was. It was great. <laughs> we have an in with Nissan. Okay, I'm not just saying nice things about the Leaf, so we get. It's clearly listening to all of our very hard criticisms and decided that's why we at, at Spec Motors get them first. Right. <laughs> so I think we give them a lot of crap sometimes. Oh, it's so true. But yeah. you know what? I think it's well deserved. And you know, my whole thing, just a little bit of inside baseball, is. When I critique a vehicle, when you critique a vehicle, when we write about negatively on a vehicle, usually the PR people know. It's not like ever coming as a surprise. Yeah. They drive the cars. They A lot of them are ex-journalists themselves. I mean, we have open, candid conversations with them. We say, look, we didn't like this. We're going to share it with our audience. Uh, you know, Usually we don't even tell them until after it's posted. I don't like usually give heads up, but... Uh, like with Mazda, just put the review up and they never called me. I haven't called them. <laughs> they knew. They knew. Yeah, but they expected it because everyone had the same thing to say. Yeah. So uh, with Nissan, it actually, and, and with every automaker, it kind of helps when we critique vehicles. Because from a PR perspective, your job, you know, the people who loan the cars out, who are responsible for company image and overall product awareness, they want the best product to present. And if they don't have people out there saying, this isn't good, how are they ever going to push the engineers to make something better? And yeah. so it really does have a total direct uh, input. I'll tell you, I know for a fact, my charging tests uh, that Tom and I do at Inside EVs, 100% are altering future product right now on charging curves on production vehicles. And so that stuff helps make cars better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for the last few years, Nissan's gotten a lot of flack for having a fairly dull looking lineup because they never updated their stuff and then this year suddenly the pathfinder the frontier everything gets everything completely redesigned new centra was amazing that did like i think our highest mpg ever the new, new road looks really good new road stellar car 90 degree rear door opening by the yeah. way it's really mm. cool um you know just electric shift it's not like the cars really drive that much better but yeah none of them are perfect but, but they all no one, made strides yeah but like People buying a Nissan don't really care about driving dynamics. They want to get from mm -hmm. A to B comfortably. Yeah, they do that, yeah. and they look really good now, and that's what matters. And they are going to lease well, you know, huge market share. So, I, I think Nissan's taking the right approach. The Leafs getting old, though, I will say. But look, for a new one or a used <laughs> one, I don't know what used are going for, but I don't think you could beat leasing one of these things for oh, yeah. well under a hundred dollars a month. I'm sure new is a significantly better value. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I agree especially with the used market being through the roof these days. And I kind of don't want one with a fried battery. Yeah. I want all the battery bars from the start. Yeah. This one has full battery bars. I got this car with 200 miles on it. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to do some charging tests. The problem is it can accept a hundred kilowatt Chatamo, maybe 84 peak, but there's no stations that can deliver a hundred kilowatt Chatamo. <laughs> <laughs> Have you Shadow like moment. checked to just see if there's any within like eight hours of you or something? Like how far have you expanded the search? Well, I can't go north and I can't really go south. So it's just Denver <laughs> and Fort Collins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because by the time I get the car there, it would be thermal throttle. So I can't even do a charging <laughs> test. No, you could just park it for a while. Yeah, let me go drive eight hours, get a hotel, park stay overnight, 
drive it around to warm it up just <laughs> enough to accept max power. Huh? Then overheat it. Then I gotta what let it cool down before I drive wait home. for it to snow, and then you can drive it and then belly it out on a pile of snow. That's I what they did with the Pikes Peak Model S it. years ago to yep. uh, keep them cool. Right, Blake did that with the old Model S, and yeah. I did that with ID4 charging tests uh, this winter. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's I couldn't good. actually get. So when I plugged the car in, it was stuck. It wouldn't move forward <laughs> or backwards. And then it must have the battery must have melted enough snow where I could nice. at the end of the session get it out. Because the whole time we're like coming <laughs> up with a plan. We're like, okay, we're gonna call Drew to come over with his Tesla and pull this thing out. Cause I to get it to the charger had to do like max speed backwards, totally out of control <laughs> into the charging station. <laughs> That's an out of spec out of spec top charging tip right there. Speed <laughs> on the on way snow. in and Touch. let the battery melt it. <laughs> If you didn't melt it enough to get traction, you weren't charging fast enough. <laughs> that was a great charging curve. That car launched with a great charging curve, still has a great charging curve, and the software update coming, because I've tested it in Europe, is going to be even better. Can't wait for it. Well, we have one more story to squeeze in before the end, and of course that is, on the French side of things, the Alpine A110 has been ordered yes. by the French police, and I suddenly want to go apply to be a French policeman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, never, I've had the same urge, um, just out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, not sure what's driving it, right? <laughs> That's amazing. One of my favorite cars that I've never and probably will never be able to drive, but I want to have a go one day. Same. Yeah. This has like, been a dream car ever since I first saw James May review it back in the day. And I, I just love how... It's such a quirky, you car. Oh, yeah. It's quirky. <laughs> I mean, it's like mid-engine... I mean, it's similar-ish to the uh, Alfa Romeo 4C, but... <laughs> oh, sorry, unique. dog's barking. I apologize. <laughs> so I haven't read the article. I saw the headline. But uh, did they say why they need 26 mid-engine sports cars, or did they just sneak that past their boss without any questions? <laughs> well, have you seen yeah. some of those roads that they have over there? Dubai has some. Japan has not. Not yeah, but it, it's it's almost like the the French are like you know kind of like when a, a country just randomly like ramps up their military for like other countries to see how good they are. This <laughs> rapid <laughs> intervention vehicles. He's like the national. Okay. Yeah. So they look modified too. They look awesome. It's so are this not photoshopped? If uh, I were to buy, because that one has a roll cage in it, just saying. Maybe it's just <laughs> done by Alpine to like say we're doing this and they put it on their race car version. If if I were to go buy an Alpine A110 and move to Europe, this is the livery I would put on it. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so well, cool. I like it. I don't know. I thought it was cool. But yeah. That's uh that's it for tonight. So thanks everyone for joining and um perfect one hour time. Yeah. Great show. We got through a lot. <laughs> yeah, the timing. So yeah. check out. You know, we're doing all sorts of crazy things, as you can tell from our conversation. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at out, uh, underscore of underscore spec. And um, I'm on Twitter, Jordan underscore Schieffer. Kyle, it's Kyle Connor. And Mike is M underscore Breeling. Benji is Benji underscore OOS. You might find his Tesla doing drifting randomly. So, yeah, check Usually out all of, our, happens. All, of our, all of our fun videos on YouTube. Um, we've got stuff on TikTok and Swerve Autos for some written pieces. And we'll see you all in the next show.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.